Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of It's Kind of Spooky. Uh, we are in our second week of October, uh, and me and Katie decided to take um, take the time to talk about our favorite uh, spooky things, uh, holiday season favorites, and just things that we love about Halloween and the month of October. Um, so this was going to be pretty chill, pretty relaxed. Shit is going down. For those of you who uh, didn't watch the presidential debate, it was summed up in a tweet that I feel is very accurate. I cannot remember who tweeted it. I'm pretty sure it was trending for a little bit. But the next debate should just be a fist fight and a chill. Uh, it was a hot mess, and I am concerned. On top of all of that... Yeah. Uh, so while we're watching um, our world slowly catch fire... I'm picking up more projects, so that's fun. Um, so... Yeah. Everything is just constantly on fire, and I'm constantly running around. <laughs> um, I like we uh we are starting a D and D game. Uh, that's not going to yeah. be a podcast because I don't know if there's well, a want. Not everything has to be recorded and put online for people. Honestly, um, I may yeah. keep the transcripts of just what happens and turn that into like a short story. So, but like that's neither here nor there. We're here to talk about our favorite uh, parts of October. Yeah, it's spooky season. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah, to no one's surprise, uh, Halloween is me and my sister's version of Christmas. Oh, it's the and I love Christmas. I do. I do. I hate Christmas. Do. But I love Halloween. It's yeah. Halloween. Like I have so so after Halloween. There's that little bit of time leading up to Christmas and Christmas. Like, I count kind of Thanksgiving as, like, my pre-Christmas season. And so I do a little Christmas, a little bit of Christmas, like, two months of the year out of Christmas. January is completely dedicated to me. Mm-hmm. It's my birthday. Mm-hmm. And everything happens, like, everything goes wrong in January for me anyway. My birthday is cursed. When we get to my birthday this year, I think I might do an episode explaining how my birthday is cursed and how, like, terrible things always happen on my birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the meantime, uh, like February 1st hits and it is Halloween season for me the mm-hmm. rest of the year. Um, so, but October is a special, special time mm-hmm. for me and I'm uh, excited. Yeah. My office is slowly learning how much I actually like Halloween because I straight up asked them while I was in the office with some of my people, because some of us are turning back to the office, socially distanced, of course, like, Hey, what's your favorite candy? And they were like, oh, like X, Y, Z, right? And I was like, okay, cool. And they were like, why? I was like, well, when Halloween rolls around, it's an office day for us. So even if you're not here that day or whatever, I'm going to leave a bag of your favorite candy on your desk because Halloween is my Christmas. Mm-hmm. So they, they're slowly figuring that out. And then one of the masks was like, well, how do you feel about Christmas? And I was like, I fucking hate it. <laughs> so um, therein lies like just kind of that information. So literally my year goes... Halloween, the time of the year that shall not be named. You, you, it's just the the holidays that involve having to get to your family. <laughs> well, it's not so. even that. Like, it's just, okay, so first, okay, this is the first thing I love about October. October uh, first hit, or like 12 o'clock last night, Netflix releases all of its horror. That you can re- yeah. get readily available on the uh, United States server. Yeah. Um, so we have all those now, uh, which I'm going to be going through and just ripping apart. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I it's, it is binge season for Halloween. Mm-hmm. It is uh, horror movie binge season. It is the best. I 
Last year, I attempted to do like 62 in 31 days and it didn't work because life happens. Um, but, uh, but this year, I'm going to make up for it. I'm going to watch a horn. Like, we're going to get done with this. I'm going to go dye my hair. It's a full moon, people. So I'm sorry if I'm radiating chaotic energy, but I just am. Uh, so I'm going to get done recording this. I'm going to go dye my hair and watch. If, if we're going to be honest, I'm going to go watch Friday the 13th. Because yeah. it's oh, been on my mind since last week. So I had that. I had a conversation with one of my coworkers about that. And I was like, do you know what number one was on our list? And it was Jason X, right? And I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, do you I, want to? He's like, where, I asked him where he thought the first one was. And he's like, because he legitimately was just like, I forgot the first one exists at all times. So I'm just assuming by proxy of that. I'm outraged. But yeah. Yeah. Well, there, I mean, I talked to Kelby, who's my like buddy, like, like childhood best friend, who's turned like horror movie buddy. And she, uh, when I asked her, I was like, oh, Charlie and I are going to rank. Friday the 13th movie, and she was like, I like Jason X. <laughs> like, okay, cool. You're everyone remembers Jason yeah. X. Yeah, and it's it's Nathan's favorite. Um, other, well, uh. I mean, it's hard to say that anything is Nathan's favorite because he's a fucking smartass, and I was like, well, which one, like, I straight up asked him, I was like, what's your favorite Jason movie? And he's like, Freddy versus Jason part two, and I'm like, that's not a thing. He goes, fucking exactly, and just walked out of the room. I was like, no you can't leave me here like this i need to know and then he was like i don't know i enjoyed jason x so yeah no um i i was putting serious thought into doing like a sack ranking halloween movies and then i realized those movies have so many fucking timelines and are such a hot mess that like so many of them would be tied for like 10 for like the bottom of it that it just would not be great love though um and this is because the theme of this episode, this is kind of an easygoing stream of consciousness. Again, it's a full moon, motherfuckers. Um, I can't contain myself. Uh, two nights ago, I was talking with mom, and she asked how our ranking of the Friday the 13th movies went. And I was like, you know, pretty well. I think it's going to go great to kick off October, which is mom loves October, too. It's spooky season, and it's her favorite, and her birthday is Halloween, which is a thing I think we should have mentioned before. Um, but her birthday is Halloween, and so it's like she's, she's into it. But we were talking about it, and uh, she was like, "You guys should rank the the Halloween movies." And I was like, "I mean, I think we will eventually. Like, we're gonna get there eventually." And she's like, "I fucking hated Season of the Witch," and I was just like, "Mom has opinions about these movies. I didn't even know she had seen. I'm so excited." Of course, um, Mom has seen Halloween. Halloween is her favorite horror movie. The original, yeah. I didn't know she'd seen like any of the sequels. Of course she would. I'm sure she has. No, uh, Season of the Witch is everyone's least favorite, though. Mm -hmm. And then there's the Rob Zombie, too. It just caught me off guard because I didn't know she had even seen past the original one. And so for her to have such a strong opinion about the the franchise, I was just like, it was just one of those moments where I was just like, oh, this, yes, this is the the, the tree from which my apple has fallen. (laughs) I don't know. I I think that they could have done that well. I think the Halloween series as an anthology could have been pretty good if they had just, like, if they had announced that. If they were just, like... going to be an anthology. She's like, hey, one and two are a continuation of the same story. Three is going to be its own thing, and then it'll have a continuation of that story if it does well. Uh, If it doesn't, we'll just move on to something else, right? I think that... Personally, 
am of the opinion that if that's how you're going to do it, then it needs to be its own movie. Like, it needs to be its own thing and not associated with the franchise, but that's just me. Or have it all, run in, all have, have it run in the same universe. Yeah. Yeah. But. Anyway. But, um, but no, I just had that great moment. Also, while we're on the topic of, like, checking in with family, I talk, great thing has come out of quarantine is that I call grandma, like, twice a week now just to check in and make sure she's not going stir crazy and getting cabin fever living by herself and so I talked to grandma a lot and she's very um I feel like she'd be a big fan of the podcast if she could figure out where to find it and how to listen to it um but she has some opinions about things we need to cover she has sent me a long list of horror movies from her time that she wants us to talk about and um, I don't think the passion of the Christ is a horror movie um you know what it didn't come up I mean she was there for yeah the actual you, i'm saying she's old yeah, guys yeah yeah i i got what you were doing there huh it's funny because grandma's old yeah a little good about that yeah you feel good about that yeah okay anyway but she um she suggested a couple of like black and white movies and so it was so cute because she was like have you ever heard of alfred hitchcock and i was just like grandmother like uh, yes, of course I have. And I was like, did you forget that she and I used to sit on the couch and watch the Alfred Hitchcock, like, the TV show that were like, they were like Twilight Zone episodes? I was like, Grandma, you and I used to watch it. And she's like, oh, yeah, right. Um, but she's like, you guys should do an episode about Psycho. She's like, you guys should do, like, North by Northwest or uh, uh, um, I almost said High Anxiety, which is the Mel Brooks ripoff <laughs> of... Um, Vertigo. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But... <laughs> we could totally do a episode on Psycho and it's a uh, sequel, the uh, the series and the remake. Yeah. Uh, and the porn parody. Don't judge me. Judging you. I that was I was just gonna let my imagination go for a second trying to figure Glorial. out it's a lot of glory. Oh, okay. Good for them. Uh <laughs> you've done that. Anyway, so I was thinking about I am always for October. I try to do uh, my horror movie marathons, and I do some like witchy stuff. I'm like, we're gonna have a lot of what is that? Are we gonna drink the pizza? I, I have the, is that I the have garlic? The no, it's the icing for the cinnamon breadsticks. I was about to give myself like an uh, icy bukkake. Gross. Going... Gross. I, Charlie, if this was a visual medium, that would be. Hilarious. but it's not so i was the only one and i was like why is he shaking this thing of pizza hut icing at me because i knew you would draw attention to it yeah and that's what you need attention you're like a tulpa you're like i need pay someone please pay attention to me think about me give me power because i stop you're tinkerbell <laughs> yeah. for god but okay nope tinkerbell all gods are tulpas but not all tulpas are gods so, okay, uh, if you don't know what a tulpa is, a tulpa is a thought uh, experiment that essentially takes, uh, like, the more you think about it, the more you put thought into it, the more it becomes alive. If you actually look at the uh, TV series or read the book series, American Gods, gods are essentially tulpas. Oh, uh, Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell is a tulpa. Because yeah. she only exists when people believe that fairies exist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the men in black as a phenomena. Mm -hmm. I would argue our tulpas. Like we yeah. we make them exist. Um, yeah, this is just a lot of our, strangeness. 
This is just going to be our deep dive into the weird, like, uh, spook it we're into. So last night, uh, Nathan was like, hey, what's your episode going to be about this week? And I was like, fuck if I know. It was supposed to be about other stuff. <laughs> and then life happened and I forgot to do any research. And he was like, okay, cool. Whipped out his phone and he was like, you could talk about Pleiadians. He was like, we can discuss and you could talk about different types of aliens that are out there. Like he he had if Nathan wants to be on the podcast, Nathan needs to show up for recordings. <laughs> All right. He needs He's... to stop playing D D with his fucking friends at eight o'clock in the morning <laughs> and start playing D D with his brother-in-law at seven o'clock on a Friday. Charlie, it's worse than that. They've moved it to midnights to Thursday and Fridays. <laughs> I know, I'm, I know. I'm the the DM, okay? I I want, I have characters. I have so much love to give for these characters, and I'll never get to play them because no one else wants to DM. Well, I mean, I, we'll, we'll get there. I I feel so bad for you and your D&D obsession. You have no idea because I'm like, I will I will play with you. <laughs> so uh, we, are I, starting, we are starting a D&D campaign on the side uh, it's called the actual campaign we're running is called the lost days it's a homebrew uh, it's kind of like if you've ever seen the uh listen to the podcast uh dungeon dungeons and daddies uh not a bdsm podcast a very loose D play that's essentially what it's gonna be like we're just not recording it uh because i want peace i don't want people to tell me that i'm letting my druid do wild shape wrong uh fuck you i'll let my druid do wild shape however it makes sense for me okay and yeah. Okay. So this is a horror podcast, Charlie. <laughs> I, <laughs> the it's okay. It's a fucking like the lines intersect. Okay. The same type of people. Yeah. The same type of people who would listen to our horror podcast would listen to a D and D is what I'm essentially assuming. Okay. I feel like it, I think there's probably a Venn diagram there. Yeah, but, especially. Um, Especially if we were going to play, like, Curse of Stroud, uh, Stroud which is a... Which is uh, what track. Nathan's playing right now. Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what Nathan and his friends are doing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, baby. <laughs> oh, sorry, Charlie. I am so mad. <laughs> you can't see my face. He's turning red. He's so mad he's flexing his muscles, guys. <laughs> I... I have everything for it. I have well, you can do it. You and I can do it. I'll pretend I didn't hear you. This is where it was talking about. Oh, we can do it. We can do it. It's fine. Um, he is. Tell your husband he's failed me. Like, legitimately, you know, to shoot him a, to shoot him a text says, Oh, hey, Charles got, like, red in the face mad because he found out you were playing Curse of Strahd. You made Charlie cry because he found out you were playing the Curse of Strahd. It's such a good, it's such a good module. And I like to homebrew it to where it actually makes a little bit more sense because sometimes it doesn't, uh, like, it's not very linear in some places. Yeah, that's uh, the one where he's playing as Terry the Gnome, which is his riff on Terry the Gnome, the last podcast on the left character, except he's really breathed life into this D&D character version of Terry the Gnome, and it's it's vicious. He has a bag of... Uh, I'm sorry, I'm about to explain to these people just a tidbit of why when I say that Nathan is like a cryptid, and he's weird, and like, it... it per he, to me, talking about Nathan fits perfectly on topic in a horror podcast because of what I'm about to tell you. This character in D&D &D has a 
bag where he's collecting leg bones just for shits and grins and he's being Mm -hmm. really specific about it so um but things like that he was like yeah that's a funny thing I decided to do to my friends and like I was just like okay cool I'm glad that they think you're as crazy as I do um but no he's so I'm sorry that he's betrayed you and he's not playing D&D with us he's playing D&D with he's seeing other people Charlie dude no like I would I would just like to play like I would just like to play in a campaign like I have so many unused player character ideas and I don't want to turn them into NPCs because that's kind of a weird thing to do but I am so upset later we'll find a way for you to not have to dm and so you can play and have fun but in the meantime charlie quick lightning round if you have to go put on a horror movie right now to celebrate october 1st which is when we're recording this what are you gonna pick i've already watched my way through friday the 13th halloween um and controversial opinion i don't have that much love for nightmare on elm street besides the first three um and um the kind of sort of remake they did uh that oh. Wes Craven was actually involved in awful though no no, not... no 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 not the one that was in theaters the one where like it turns out Freddy is real in the real world oh oh uh, yeah where Freddy's the tall. new nightmare yeah new nightmare yeah uh yeah I really like that one too yeah yeah Freddy's tall but it all, it all circles back eventually um shit man um, yeah you gotta go pick okay do you have a Man, we're gonna sound old. Um, here. Uh, but do you have like a physical DVD collection or Blu-ray collection? Fuck no. Yeah, I didn't mm. think so. Because uh, I do, and I because I'm weird, I guess. And so if I was to go downstairs to my collection and grab one real quick to grab, I'm trying to figure out which one I would do. But Charlie, what are you thinking? Chopping mall. Chopping mall. Mm-hmm. It's not good, but I would totally start my uh, like my week, my month of Halloween, mm-hmm. with uh, chopping mall. It's just easy to get into. It's a pretty stupid concept. It follows that you're in an abandoned place and you really shouldn't be. So if anything happens to you, you kind of like fucking take it on yourself. These uh three couples of uh, like college students stay in a mall after closing to party. Uh, and the mall had just implemented new super deadly um, robot security guards. Yeah, you kind of you, you earn it. They didn't know about the security guards beforehand, granted. Uh, and the guards weren't meant to be lethal. They're supposed to be non-lethal, but some shit happens. Um, and they get they start like getting protected by a blue wall of silence as they as they start killing people they shouldn't be killing, and using unnecessary lethal force. Um, they never see prosecution. Uh. <laughs> this episode was gonna get there but we managed um so uh, if i have to ask myself the same question i just asked you i think my answer is probably hellraiser okay that's a good one i could put hellraiser on it's is it weird to say that that's one i can put on and just kind of have on in my life and no uh the first hellraiser doesn't have a lot going on in it like it's not no it's but good. like i'll watch the whole damn series I'll sit down and watch the whole damn series of Hellraiser. Yeah. No, um... Okay, what is your least favorite horror-themed TV show? Ooh, 
See, I have a hard time picking a least favorite anything because if I don't like something, I don't have, like, I don't spend the time on the thing to develop an opinion. Unlike you, because you will be like, oh, no, we're going to have, like, a deep dive into why this thing is awful. Um, I don't... What was, like, a horror TV show that you you lost, like, five minutes of it and you're like, nope? I'm going to go further than that and say I was thoroughly disappointed by... Basically every season of American Horror Story. I watched it all. Well, okay. I haven't seen the Slasher Camp 1980s one yet, because why would I fucking bother if they keep letting me down? And I haven't seen Apocalypse yet. But Mm -hmm. the rest of them, my general thought is that every season starts strong and loses me at some point. Where varies, I think the first season is pretty solid. Um, second season loses me when I'm like okay you're doing aliens and demons it's a little convoluted pick one please uh, yeah. you know, like that's a little wonky uh, Coven lost me uh, which I hate to say that because you know I love me some witches uh, but uh, Coven lost me when they were like all the, the, the murder with the, the hunters and I was just like there's you really played this up and it's very anticlimactic and I, I feel like there are other things we could be doing but Coven also kind of won me back when they got Stevie Nicks on mm. so you know what like so we've talked about this like I've, all, I've watched all of the seasons of so I've watched the two that you haven't yeah uh, and it, it's like I'll be interested I'll take an interest and I'll watch all of it um, but like it always like in the middle somewhere they do something that they didn't need to do and it mm-hmm. kind of cuts it out for me. I I honestly think that American Horror Story would be good if instead of 12 episodes, they just did six. Roanoke would have been better if the last two episodes didn't happen. Yeah, like, okay, here's my fucking... I've talked to you lately about why I don't like Roanoke at the very end, because it starts killing people for the sake of writing body count. Because yeah. it's uh, thematically... But I, I just present. mean, like... Roanoke would have been better if, like, literally, if the last two episodes didn't happen. Yeah, uh, I would have liked the first season. The first season actually is actually my least favorite, and the reason why is because it caused like this fangirl ideation of the school shooter. I completely understand your hatred of the people who idolize and love Tate Langdon. I look, Evan Peters is Tate adorable. Langdon and every Tate Langdon and every other like season is good. Except for that one. Evan Peters. Evan Peters yeah. in like every every other season is solid. It's just Tate Langdon is not a character to idolize and romanticize. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened with that character. Um, yeah. So I, I agree. But I would say plot wise, one is the most solid. It's a straight up haunted house ghost story. Mm-hmm. A little bit of omenish type shit. Rosemary's baby yeah. type shit happening there towards the end but like it, it is to me the closest to a straightforward American horror story that you get out of the season I yeah. liked it but, but uh, my favorite one is uh, Hotel even Ooh. though the the point where I was like I'm checking the fuck out because I don't want to I don't want to watch this was actually the first episode and then I just skipped past the intro Oh, I love the first. Like, I I like Hotel. Hotel was fun. Dildo Demon is what is what got. Yeah, me. The, yeah. Okay, it was dumb. It was shock. That was. I agree with you because Nathan checked out on that one at this exact same point. But um, I like Hotel, but not because I think it's scary, not because I think it's well written, not because like I think it's decent, but because like I was like I'm here for the giggles. I'm here for Lady Gaga being yeah. like the most glamorous, wonderful, awesome vampire 
the thing you know like i'm here for um oh what's the actor's name who he plays dandy in the um freak show season that actor he's great um i'm I, like i was here for the the halloween the this all souls night when the serial killers all come and like i was i love that i got my true yeah. time uh, cameos in with my Eileen Wernos and uh, Richard Ramirez and like I enjoyed that um, but I wouldn't say it was well written yeah, <laughs> like, I think one is probably season one is probably the most like solid straightforward storytelling yeah but like it's just, I don't know I just feel like Murder Hotel did more for me I liked it a lot better because they had an active true crime concept going on where the guy's chasing a serial killer uh, he was the serial killer, which is a twist you can see coming for miles, but you don't care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but yeah, Wes so Bentley I, is solid in that season. Yeah, so I like all of them. Um, I, I like that. I like that one, but I've watched all of them, and honestly, like there are some of them that I was just like, okay, I'm I'm watching this just because you're the only horror thing that's on TV right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but do you like? Do you want to know what my least favorite horror movie t- uh, or horror show? Is. Yeah, what's your least favorite? Van Helsing. I haven't seen it. Yeah, okay, so Van Helsing takes place in a post-apocalyptic world where essentially, I don't know if, I don't remember because you want to know why, because I didn't watch, I watched the first episode, shoot. Do they have toilet paper in this post-apocalyptic world? I don't think so. Is anybody wearing a mask? <laughs> Mm-mm. Okay. They're all vampires. Like, vampires took over, and there's this, un- this, this lady in a coma named, like, who's a Van Helsing? Um, that's as much the plot as I got. Uh, I just didn't, like, shitty TV is fine. I would watch some shitty TV. I would watch Why Known Her, uh, which is a descendant of Wider, whose entire family was cursed to have to send back the 100 people Wider killed during his life as a sheriff, or as rumored to have, back to hell. Yeah, I, I fact-checked it. Wider never killed that many people. I think he only killed, like, 13 I want to go watch Tombstone now. I know it's not a horror movie, but... It is a horror movie for the fucking Cowboys. Kurt Russell. We've established yeah. early on in the mythos of this show that you and I both adore Kurt Russell. Yes, we do. That's going to be so sad when it turns out he's problematic. Um, I mean, I'm just waiting shit. for it. <laughs> Every time I see a celebrity I like trending on anything, I'm just like, fuck, what did you say? <laughs> like, What did right. you do? <laughs> I also like, assume Kurt Russell doesn't know how social media works, so he just doesn't... So we may never. I love but, Goldie um, Hawn. <laughs> I love Goldie Hawn. I love Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. Okay. This is what happened. It's a full moon, Charlie. Why did you do this to me? I didn't do shit. Uh, okay. What um, What is your least favorite Halloween candy? <clears throat> those awful, like, wax soda bottles. Mm-hmm. Oh, those are awful. Those are terrible. I like candy corn. I'm, I'm going to go on the record now. I know a lot of people hate candy corn, but I like it. So, there. You want to know what my favorite Halloween candy is? Well, what's your least favorite first? Candy corn. Okay. That's why, yeah, that's why okay. I went that direction. So, you, you, you can have place. that. You can have that, I guess. What's your favorite, uh, though? Like, okay, so you're, you're trick-or-treating. You reach blindly into your bag when you get home. What are you really hoping you grab? Blood taffy. We got this once. I've only ever had it when Joe and Kristen still lived in Tahlequah. We went trick-or-treating with them. Uh, and it was this one, like, little thing of taffy that I got that just stains your entire mouth blood red. And it just, just like, the most intense yeah. cherry, it's the most intense cherry flavor ever. And I have never been able to find this candy since. 
and it makes me so mad because it is my it is literally when I think of cherry flavored anything that is what I think of every time after that we went trick-or-treating I always hoped that I would get one and I was always so sad do you remember me just looking dejected at my huge pile of candy every year it's because that wasn't it I remember um, my favorite trick or treat. We're going to get there since we're talking about Halloween. My favorite trick or treating story for you was the time it was after Joe and Kristen had moved. I think it was when they were living in Kuita and uh, we were staying with them and uh, for Halloween per tradition. And there were the, we were like all trick or treating in this neighborhood near the church that Kristen was going to at the time. And so it was like a bunch of families that all knew each other. And there were these little girls who kept like running in front of us to the houses. And you were so fed up with this. You were like 10, I think, maybe if that old. Um, And so you got real fed up. I think you were a Grim Reaper that year. Mm -hmm. Um, And you hid behind a tree and waited until these little like six, seven year old girls ran by, jumped out, scared the living piss out of them. It was just like, there was nothing special about it, but it was at the same time, like the most quintessential Charlie trick-or-treating thing I could have possibly imagined. There are rules to trick-or-treating, okay? Running from house to house is completely fine. That is acceptable. Do it safely, don't run on the fucking road. Uh, No one wants to be a street pizza. Uh, But if someone is already like walking up to the house on the little like uh, sidewalk up to the house, do not run in front of them. You will knock them over. Or bump into them or like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, fairies. They were dressed up as a fairy and a princess. I remember that much. And um, that was the year I was Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember Joe trying to apologize to their parents while laughing. Yeah. No, that was, yeah, that was a good time. So, um, and then my favorite me trick or treating story was when I was 16, Kelby and a bunch of friends and I all went trick or treating in Siloam Springs. And um, we went to like three church trunk or treats because, hello, the South. And um, when we were done doing that, Kelby's like, well, I guess we can like grab some McDonald's and go home. And I was like, can I ride in the trunk? And so I rode all the way home from Siloam. I drove like I rode 20 minutes in the back of the trunk of the vehicle that we were in. It was a good time. Um, And my mom, mom was like, did I not teach you better than this? And I was like, absolutely not. And she's like, if you had been in a car accident, you would have been killed immediately. And I was like, yes, but what a story. Yeah. Which is not the response she wanted. You know what always made me so mad? is like, we would watch Halloween movies, like, kid-friendly Halloween movies growing up, and we'd get to see the kids trick-or-treating and stuff like that, right? But the town we grew up in had such a fucking, like, satanic panic phase that never fucking ended that we didn't get that. Like, our, sc- our town went through a satanic panic phase, but I knew the kids who were spray-painting the pentagrams, and I was just like, guys, I, I don't... First of all, I don't think they could spell like half of the latin stuff that they're gonna need like i know they can't say half the latin chants you think they're gonna be up to um you know uh one of the guys who i know for a fact was involved with spraying a pentagram on one of the abandoned buildings downtown kansas um he um like what he he was in a metal band and he was playing the keys and there was a moment where we were because I was in the bands and hung out with all these guys and stuff, uh, he was like, hey, I wrote this really cool, like, piano piece for a song, and he started playing it, and I swear to God, it was I'm a Survivor by Destiny's Child. He just thought he had written it, and I was like, you fucking 
dumbass. It was great. So like our our but you're right. Our town went through this phase where it was like, well, you can't do Halloween stuff at school because that's the devil. And I was like, right. And it's awesome. What's your point? <laughs> yeah, no, there was there was so much shit like in our school where they're like, you can't do this because it's like um, satanic panic or it's this, it's Satan or whatever. And then I would, like, me being me, who's always been interested in that shit, was like, well, it's not. Uh, it's actually Sam Hain, which is a pagan deity Sal- of Samhain, yeah. whatever, of, which is a pagan deity of the harvest and essentially generosity. Uh, so it's, it has nothing to do with Satan. It actually is, it's a pagan. So it's nothing or, to do with well, but, the, the, okay, but again, welcome to the Bible Belt. Well, the word pagan equals the devil because yeah. they're, they don't know. Um, or they don't want to know. But you, I, I made the argument, the counter argument, uh, because you have to understand how to communicate with the Bible thumpers sometimes. And I was like, no, it's more rooted in the All Souls Feast and things like that. And But then I realized we were in, like, Southern Baptist County. Um, and uh, the fact that I even referenced a Catholic feast holiday made them look at me like I was a witch. Um, so that was like that was fun. That was like totally the only different. Catholic kids in the school for for years and years and years was great because I may as well have just been an out witch, like come out of the broom closet and been like, yeah, sure, fuck it, fine, you know. That was, that was always the difference between me and you. Uh, is like whenever someone was like, oh, this because it's bad, uh, and it came from an authority figure, you immediately tried to relate to them on their level. Uh, and this is I, why I was so much more well-adjusted than you were, and I got through things so much better than you did. It's because your first instinct is to fight, and my first instinct is to finagle things and see how I can work things. Well, no, I remember I was a teacher, I want to say in high school, who was like, hey, uh, like, we don't do this because it's like it doesn't fit to their school's morals. And I was like, cool, didn't you cheat on your wife? Like. See, <laughs> Why? You don't fit into our school's morals, so shouldn't you not be here? Uh, and they got super mad. I went to the principal's office and be like, yes, but this is objectively true, isn't it? If you don't want me to talk about this, don't make it known or don't do it. But don't use, if you just don't like it or you, don't, or you think it would be disruptive, just say it would be disruptive. Don't come at me on the moral high ground when you're not on the moral high, because I will chop you at the knees. Because you're that short. ground <laughs> at all points of time. But, um, I, I, this is a great tangent because I desperately, as your older sister, I want to be like, Charlie, you needed to stay out of trouble. You should have gone along to get along in high school. This was your mistake. But then I remember that I was kicked off of the high school newspaper for writing a piece about how the school put too much of our funding into our football team and not enough into like new books or enough desks for students and things like that. And, um, so, you know, we oh, all have you, specific... you were in high school when um, I got called to the principal's office for calling out the anatomy teacher because he wouldn't teach evolution. No, that was after I had gone to college and left that town, thank God. Yeah, and I was, he was just like, yeah, so he was going over like some of the body function. He's like, yeah, this is why I don't think evolution could have possibly done this. I think it had to have been God because and I was just like, <laughs> so you're telling me billions of years of trial and error couldn't have figured this shit out. Well, it and mistakenly was, made him, didn't it? And he was just like, well, I mean, like, it's like, aren't we also not allowed to mention religious things? Like, we're not allowed to do prayer in school. We're not allowed to do X, Y, Z. So why are you doing this, man? Like, don't you think it's potentially problematic to be telling kids that, oh, hey, 
God did all of this, so you probably need to ignore all the shit in the textbooks that say yeah. otherwise, which would potentially yes. lower their test grades. And he was just like, well, and you know, he was just like, yeah, let's have a conversation with the principal about this. So <laughs> you, you called the teacher to the principal. Love it. Um, okay. Actually, back- the superintendent. Uh, also, fun fact, this makes it sound like I was in the principal's office all the time, which I was, uh, but I was also <laughs> the student council vice president. Uh, you went you from being, there was one time in kindergarten because you were the littlest kid. Believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, Charlie has always been the littlest kid. Um, and he was the littlest kid and he always got picked on in kindergarten and that resulted in him throwing a lot of punches in kindergarten. <laughs> and um, I was always student of the week or student of the month or whatever they had I don't remember but there was one time where we both walked down the hall to the principal's office together and I was like what are you in for and Charlie was like not what you're in for I guarantee it like like you were like I'm here to be in trouble Katie don't you get this and I'm like like happy little second grader over there like everything's fine life is good and Charlie's like life is misery (laughs) everybody beats me up I was always the pessimistic one too which is hilarious uh because like i remember uh in high school someone was just like well you're an atheist i was like i'm agnostic first of all uh and they're like well what do you believe in i'm like people and they were just like what do you what do you do you like you mean like people are inherently good I'm like no people are inherently shitty and will do things that will inherently benefit themselves so i just always make sure that helping me benefits them ah so you're an economist because it's literally like in econ that's all we talked about is like no people will do what is in their best interest all the time always and uh right wrong or otherwise if helping me is in your best interest then i mean i do yeah but but yeah no i remember um uh back to spooky so in spooky season of high school uh i would always wear uh band like my darker band t-shirts because in high school i actually just started dressing in button-ups and polos and stuff like that a little bit more often but I'd always wear like my band t-shirts um, and stuff like that. And I remember that would always be, be when people remember that I listened to heavy metal. Cause, but then like the month afterward, they'd be like, oh, you listen to Drake, right? I do now. Yeah. No, I, I definitely, who was it? Oh, a couple weekends ago, I was over at uh, Kristen's and she was talking and she said something about a Gwen Stefani song that came out when we were in, oh, when I was in high school when you were in middle school and she was like katie did you ever listen to that song and i was like no that was in the middle of my anything lighter than disturbed could go to hell and i didn't want anything to do with it phase and she was like wow you outgrew that didn't you and i was like yeah i i grew out of i still love heavy metal music like it's still my bread and butter and what i listen to all day i i went to work today and listened to amana marth um like while i was typing away at my desk but um like, I still love that shit and have a deep appreciation for it. But I'm also kind of like, oh, it's a, a lighter day and I need different music in my ears. Let's go listen to every Casey Musgraves album. Uh, you know, I go, I go through these phases, but um, I've outgrown the, uh, the need for uh, guilty pleasures. I don't feel guilty anymore. It's just shit I enjoy and... Uh, but no, if you would ask me, oh, I have Harry Styles' two albums on vinyl, and Nathan was like, you know that your a- eighth grade self would kick your ass for having something from one of the One Direction kids. And I was like, yeah, but it's different. <laughs> Stop making me feel bad. It's different now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you want to know what I listened to while I was at work today, or while I was working? I listened to the Broadway adaptation of Beetlejuice. 
uh, the Heathers, and Hamilton. Uh, and I had the thought that, like, high school, like, eighth grade to, like, freshman year of high school, Charlie, uh, would have, like, been so mad at me. Uh, but then I remember what a pretentious little prick I was, uh, because, like, I had discovered that, like, the world wasn't fair and that people were shitty, and it seemed like everyone else was ignoring Yeah, it seemed like people were ignoring it in XYZ. Um, and then, like, subsequently, I probably would have had the conversation with, like, hey, you, like, everyone knows that. You're happier if you ignore it, though. Everybody it's... goes through that phase where, hopefully, most people, like, I still, I, there are naive, blissfully unaware people who don't know that there's anything wrong in the world. But most people go through this phase where they're like, there's so much going on wrong around me. Why isn't anybody doing anything about this? And it's super frustrating. Um this is why and then you get into life and you're like, oh, this is why no one's doing anything. This is we're, why no one's doing anything. We're trapped in a capitalist hellhole where you have to continue to work to stay alive. And the only people who are capable of not doing that are the people who are already above the capitalist system and make enough money that they can do something. Got about there. It. Man, we really got there. This is what happens when we come in with no outline. <laughs> no plan. No outline. No plan. Just free ball. It's full moon chaos season, Charlie. I am so happy there's two full moons this october you have no idea how happy this makes me and yes i have to get closer to my camera so you understand i have a box of pizza i'm already pretty happy you know different things for different people different, different. strokes for different mm-hmm. folks <laughs> yeah um but no so you you mentioned hamilton and fuck i'm so happy that there's at least one person in my life who appreciates it the way i do um because are, are you playing with a straight razor yeah, I've been the Speaking entire time. Straight Razors, musicals, Charlie. Quick, Sweeney what's Tom. my, like, favorite background movie of all time? Sweeney Todd. I could watch it forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I rewatched it recently, and I was, like, in the other room and just talked the lines to myself and came back in, and I was still in perfect unison, and I was like, oh, no, something is wrong with me. What is your, uh, okay, what is your favorite horror-based musical or music? My favorite horror-based music. Mm-hmm. I ooh man, I wish I could remember the artist. There was a concept album I listened to in high school, and I don't remember. It was from one of the weird hardcore bands that I saw touring that summer or whatever. Uh, but they did a concept album that was based on Night of the Living Dead that was really cool. Um, that I enjoyed. Um, you've got an album that you is like your standby, your go-to. Yeah, it's uh, Ice Nine Kills, um, uh, American Night. Which is a reference um, to one of my favorite books. Oh, well, Ice Nine Kills is a reference to Cat's Cradle by Kurt Vonnegut. And it's one of okay. like my favorite books ever. It's really good. If you've never yeah, read it's, it, it's uh, really, you, you would like it. It's very nihilistic. Yeah, I was actually uh, listening to um, 1984. Uh, Orwell. Christopher Orwell's uh, 1984. Yeah, 1984 recently. And I was like, oh, this is just now. Um, I got sad. Uh, but I digress. We're here to talk about spooky things, and we've been on a lot of tangents, and God knows it's even got to edit together. Too. What? It doesn't have to. They can get to know us. It's fine. They can yeah. tolerate this for a little this bit. Is, uh, th- we're going to call this episode family time. It's full moon chaos season, yo. Yeah. Motherfucker. Um, so you have oh, yeah. weird reactions to um, like full moons, where you just go full like chaos energy. 
Um, uh, you, I'm a witch. Uh. <laughs> so, I, I have the reaction too, but it's not on like normal. <laughs> it's a uh, blood moons. So full Witches. harvest. Yeah, harvest moons and uh, super moon are the only ones that do anything now, or at least I feel like they do. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for because October has two, which means the second one is technically a blue moon, and it's on Samhain. So, yeah. Oh, there's gonna be a lot of uh, serial killers up in active. So stoked! I mean, not for not for the murder, but super stoked for the moon. Um, Evie, uh, or sorry, you might have to edit that little bit out. But our niece is like obsessed with my tattoos, and um, she uh. what charlie stop playing with that straight razor it makes me so nervous Um, oh well then carry on but she's obsessed with my um my tattoos and one of them is the the goddess symbol uh on my hip and then i have an evil eye on the other hip and she's always like it's moon and it makes me happy because that's kind of how i said it when i got the tattoo i was like it's moons and so uh yeah yeah i'm still um Designing out my uh, left or my right arm sleeve, which is my uh, black and gray occult themed sleeve, because I'm still trying to figure out um, how easy it'll be to get a full um, Ouija board or a planchette uh, on my shoulder and then get stuff spiraling down it. And how we're gonna get matching ghosts soon, right? Yeah, we just need to find a time to do that. Um, But uh, yeah, that's on the agenda. Oh god, what else? What's another good um oh okay. Uh what is your favorite Halloween tradition? Um on Halloween, I I love trick or treating, but being 26 years old, it's a little bit we weird. We call that bar hop. Oh my god, that was like basically my favorite thing about college was that for once it was acceptable for me to go to a party on Halloween. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't do any of that crap in high school. I lo- I trick-or-treated in high school when I could have been going to parties. Instead, I was like, fuck Wait, this, I'm going to trick-or-treat out of somebody's trunk. Um, yeah, all the fucking Viper, uh, Bible thumping parents wouldn't let their kids at fucking parties, so it was damn near impossible. Well, uh, most of the kids, like, who were in those families did go to parties. I, yeah, was, the irony. The, with, I was the loser who was like, I'm going to go trick-or-treat. Um, but, so that was fine. Um, so I loved Halloween parties in college. Those were fun. Um, part of me wants to say my favorite thing about, like, my favorite Halloween tradition is the baby gays going out in drag for the first time is always fun to see. I always support them. I love it so much. It makes me so happy. Um, but <laughs> I have to baby talk. It makes me so happy. Um, but personally for me, I love just sitting down with a horror movie. And usually because the weather's cold, like a stew or a chili or some cold weather dish like that, a big bowl of candy and a horror movie, and then handing out candy to trick-or-treaters. Drives Nathan nuts because you know how he is about his space. He's, he's Bigfoot. He, he's very territorial about his space and he doesn't get caught on camera unless he's being blurry. And um, so uh, he doesn't want anybody in his space, but uh, so he hates trick-or-treaters, but I love it. Yeah, I know. Um... So mine, and I wanted to start this this year, and then I moved, um, was I wanted uh, us to officially treat Halloween like it's Christmas. 
and give each other Christmas presents on Halloween instead of on Christmas. Still do that? You and I yeah, can I still do that? I just need to uh, see uh, what day Halloween falls because I already told it's a Saturday this Saturday. Year. Cool. So I'm gonna do my office thing on Friday and then I'll just drive down. Um, and we can hang out on Saturday and Sunday. Because God knows I have the PTO. Well, I huh. um, yeah, that works. <laughs> Let's sure. do that. Let's. Well, and you know, your mother might like to see you since it's her birthday. You're not allowed to tell her I'm down. <laughs> okay. Well, you better hope she doesn't listen to this. She I said like, something um... the other day that sounded vaguely like a reference to this show, and I panicked for a second because I was like, no. Right. <laughs> um. No, like uh, I was about to say, I'm like the Bye Bye Man, except good, and not tall. If you mentioned me to anyone, they die. Nothing like them. <laughs> I mean, mechanically, I'm the same. Mechanically, the Bible man could have been a good. Mm-hmm. It was just the um, execution that was lacking. Yeah. Um, okay. So, well, uh, what, so your favorite tradition then is the one we're going to start this year, where we treat it like Christmas. Yeah, because my other tradition was getting absolutely fucking destroy well that part was understood in mine like obviously well no so in in, in college in college and yeah all throughout college whenever we would go to a halloween party um like i would like would pre-game through halloween because like halloween always falls weird in the year so i pre-game through halloween through the week if i have to into uh the weekend so I was like in a perma state of drunk for like a week. I won't, or like buzzed at least, uh, because I was like Halloween. Like when we get to go actually celebrate, uh, is when like it's going like shit's gonna like harm. So um, what was your favorite? Because you've been to way more costume parties than I have. I just dress up for my own entertainment all the time. Uh, you, what is your favorite thing you've ever dressed up as for Halloween? What was your favorite Burgundy. costume? Ron Burgundy. Yeah. Oh, yes, that was great. That was a good year. I'm glad you committed to the Ron Burgundy because the rest of us were supposed to be other Will Ferrell characters and it didn't fucking work because Emily and the guy she's married to now had to do a couple's costume and like, hi, Travis. They really um, didn't. They, <laughs> they really didn't have didn't. to, but they did. They, really... they didn't, but they did. So they were Babs and both, or, uh, ba- yeah. Um, no, they were, um, Lola and Bugs from Space Jam. Wasn't uh, Travis uh, Lola? No, but he should have been. <laughs> right. Um, the <laughs> only way to salvage that. I like, oh, God, no. Ron funny. Burgundy was such a good choice, though, because it gave me just a chance to be so up my own ass. <laughs> Which, dear listeners, he's good at, if you haven't noticed. I'm super good at being up my own ass. For my D&D babies. If, if you were to try and spec me into a D&D, you would have to cross a rogue and a bar together. And that's what you get. Yeah. And that then I'm just completely energy. full of shit. Which is what a rogue and a bar is. Okay. Um, okay. Well, you were on this D&D kick tonight. Is it because you helped me build this character before we started? Whatever. Yeah. It's fine. Um, uh, it's my, my baby. My like, go-to halloween costume is to be either wednesday or morticia because i have everything for those costumes in my closet whenever i need them um so and and literally being wednesday adams is a matter of braiding my hair most days um so um and like skipping my coffee so i'm extra pissed um 
but the one year, the year actually that we wound up having to scrap our our Will Ferrell plans, and I was Morticia Adams, and then Nathan was like a quote unquote serial killer because there's no way you were gonna get him to dress up. He he was gonna dress up when we were all gonna be Will Ferrell characters, but when everybody backed out except for you, he was like, never mind. So he was a was quote unquote be? serial killer. What was he gonna Who be? Who was he gonna be? Oh, I don't remember. I don't he remember was which character. Yeah, Ethan was going to be the more cowbell sketch, mm -hmm. which was going to be great. I was going to be a Spartan cheerleader. Mm -hmm. And I believe oh. Emily was going to be Ricky Bobby. Mm -hmm. So I don't remember. Dude, he, to he totally could have been um, one of the stepbrothers. Because he just would have had to wear khakis and, and a plaid button-up, and he would have been one of the stepbrothers. Yeah, but you think Nathan owned khakis at that point? I don't know. No, no way. No. So he was a quote-unquote serial killer, which meant he looked like everybody else and just got to say creepy things every now and then, which is what he does anyway. So, but I was Morticia Adams. Um, yeah. Which is fun. But no, which, it was, was, it was a little Morticia Adams. It was a little bit Elvira. It was kind of a little, little bit of both. But um, no one I mean, cared anyway. It was fine. Yeah. It was just a black dress and boobs. It's fine. I know this year I'm not dressing up for Halloween. Um, just because I don't feel like it. Uh, considering that I wear a um, band t-shirt and stuff like that to my office job all the time now, I feel like everyone's just kind of understood. Yeah, I um I bought new Halloween PJs tonight because it's that time of year where I can find Halloween print pajamas, and I'm oh, that type of person. We so uh, okay, so listeners, I'm pretty sure you've heard us talk about this before, but me and Katie had a uh, more in-depth conversation. If we ever do live shows. Uh, one of the title of the first live show we'll ever do, like, tour, if we ever decide to do it, or we're, or we're able to do it, it's going to be called Camp Fear, or, uh, it's kind of spooky camp or something like that, we haven't decided yet, um, and we're going to dress up as, uh, camp counselors and tell scary stories. And Charlie's uh, going to wear the most high, high-waisted cut-off shorts he can possibly imagine. Oh, they're going to be bad. Like, let me, if I get, like, a little excited, you'll see some tip. Gross. I'm really grossed out now. That's the scariest thing you've said all episode. <laughs> Gross. Um, yeah. No, uh, then, like, there could um, be some bat wing hanging out. Um, yes. I have a bunch of these. Um, but no. Can uh, you see the cut on my arm, by the way? That's a very weird segue. Uh, no, yes, you said bat wing, and then I thought of the derogatory way to refer to the fat on my arm, and that's what happened, Charlie. You triggered me and my body image issues. <laughs> you happy? It's fine. Yeah, Booker's like scratched the crap out of the fat on my arm yeah. last night. But no, so I thought I thought that'd be interesting. I also I really want to go buy my stuff. Not my stuff. Fucking Jason Voorhees uh, jersey. I almost bought a machete at Walmart this weekend. Like an actual just he could. Yeah, yeah, just because he could. Nathan is like Jason Voorhees. Like, I, I had this thought the other like day. Like a hot that, Jason Voorhees. Like, I had this thought the other day. Like, if anything, uh, like, foul play ever, like, befell you, I would feel so bad for the person. Uh, because, like, I'm a state removed, so that means Nathan gets to them first. And I'm dead set that Nathan would be less unique. Oh yeah, he hates other humans, but I'm his favorite human, and therefore, like, I am precious. It's it's great. It's it's love. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um. Uh. He, he's he he's an odd duck, and I love him. But he um. Uh. Yeah. No. He's just kind of sometimes every now and then. I'm just like it's like 
I have to ask him not to say certain things, like not to repeat certain things, because I'm like, no, because if I hear what you said, if it's what I thought I heard, then I have no plausible deniability when you inevitably snap and kill people. And now I've said this and it's on the record, so it's going to be really weird, <laughs> you know? Uh, like, people got to be like, well, she runs a podcast about this. How did she not see the signs? We did. Yeah, we were just but I, I was just la la like every other serial killer's wife. Just la 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 la. Oh god, yeah, no, that reminded me of fucking um uh, Wayne Gacy. Gacy, uh, like her, his wife probably fucking knew about it. Um, Gary Ridgeway's wife totally knew about it. Like all the wives, I think I've seen um, well, and well. John Wayne Gacy's first murder that he at least admitted to supposedly happened because he and his wife didn't stay at the same holiday party together. Like, mm-hmm. she chose to stay somewhere else so he could go home. She got, too fucked, he, she got too fucked up at a holiday party and had to stay there when he went home, which is already the signs of a failing marriage. Would you say that? And I was about to be like, and I was like, and if anybody in this household is about to get so fucked up that they can't make it home, it's this girl. <laughs> I'm I'm kidding. I I I haven't been outside of my house except for to work in so long. <laughs> no, socializing uh, so bad. <laughs> yeah, there's actually a thing with John Wayne, uh, not John Wayne, fucking Gary Ridgeway, where uh, his uh his son was approached. I think it was like in the fourth or fifth grade, uh, by his mom's like, hey, like there's a pretty good chance your dad is gonna be killing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you need to be prepared for that. Well, uh, fucking, could you imagine what goes through the mind of the person who marries Ted Bundy in court? No, because I'm assuming there's nothing going through their mind besides publicity. Well, I don't know that that was necessarily her motive, considering, like, she never said anything afterwards, and, like, she and that kid, like, fucking got the fuck out of Dodge. Right. I don't uh, know. She probably thought it was a good idea at the time, which is what most marriages probably you say that like you've experienced it and i gotta tell you it does seem like a good idea at the time and in my case it is a good idea at the time charlie don't look at me like that what happens in vegas stays in vegas my soulmate (laughs) um oh oh this is halloween related so i can say it on the podcast and it has to do with the thing i just said about nathan being my soulmate because you know those giant like 20 foot skeletons they're selling at a home depot nathan was like let's get one and put it out in my parents woods and just move it every few days well to retrieve their neighbors i wanted yeah yeah to scare the neighbors I want to do it so bad. It sounds so fun. So he does. He has random ideas like that, and I'm just like, I could not love you more. <laughs> I um, I because I'm gonna edit the fuck out of this podcast. Like this one's gonna be hell of fucking because we're running only like two hours um of just us talking to each other. Oh, are we? Because we didn't have a plan, which is fine. Because if you're gonna mm-hmm. chop bits and pieces out, that's cool. But no, um, I really want to get you guys together, uh, and play uh, Underdark. Or Grim Hollow, I think is what it's called. Uh, D&D, where it's a horror-themed D&D. Charlie, mm-hmm. we need to play Among Us. Have you seen this game? No. Oh my god, it's like a murder mystery, but a game. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's like eight players or whatever, I think, and two of you are murderers, are, are imposters, and the is rest of you... Is it a phone game? I think it's available on the phone and other stuff you play it like over discord and stuff and uh i think and uh so you um 
the two players, I think it's 10 players. So two of them are the imposters and uh, everybody else has like tasks to do because you're on this spaceship. It's like a spaceship or a facility or something. And so they have tasks to do to keep it going. And as a murderer, your job is to pick them off or sabotage stuff and get away with it. But their mechanism is they report murders or call emergency meetings and try like when they find a body and things like that and so it's it's a it's a murder mystery type game trying to do that and it looks like so much fun you should watch mark bob and wade play it it looks hysterically funny so that just reminded me of a psychological thriller slash horror that starred uh sylvester stallone called detox where uh sylvester stallone is a major crimes detective who is tracking a serial killer who, uh, uh, when he kills people, he usually cuts their eyes out and puts like a note in it that says, I see you. And uh, it, he, he, he catches someone who has been framed by the actual person. And while he's out like doing the press conferences and celebrating with his friends, his wife is murdered. And Sylvester Stallone becomes a suicidal alcoholic and is taken by his old partner, uh, to a uh, first responders and uh, war veterans uh, rehab facility where he is going to detox. And the thing that's special about this facility is it's it's out in the middle of nowhere, out in like this icy, it's an old like a uh, military bunker that gets locked down super tight. It's almost like a, exactly like a prison. And the reason it's like this is because every person who's detoxing is potentially super dangerous. Because, like, they're SWAT members. They're, like, members of special forces. Uh, they're people who could be incredibly dangerous if they, like, had a really bad detox. And the uh, serial killer is there with him. Uh, and I know what you're thinking. Charles, this sounds pretty fucking stupid. And you know what? It's actually one of his stronger performances. There are some really shitty line deliveries because he has that hella thick accent. But a lot of it is just him, like, looking at people like, I may be fucked up, but, like, you're fucked. Like, I'm a suicidal alcoholic, but you guys are function. What the hell? Um, you're going to watch? Go yeah, watch, watch that it. to kick off your... Yeah, I'm watch that tonight. It's really good, actually. Yeah. I just remember the name of that. It but uh, it's... Because that was ICU, because that's what the AI writes. But ICU is another movie. You guys should go watch The New Invisible Man. It's really good, and it shines a... Pretty good light on domestic violence and why you shouldn't leave the victim. Not the one with um, uh, Peggy from Mad Men. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the actress's name now for the life of me. And I love her. And it's just really blowing my mind. Yeah, it's a bunch of really good and strong like character. So I really recommend it. Okay. I... Um was going to say that the last horror movie I watched was really good, but I'm pretty sure it was Wolf Creek. And I don't know if I would say it's really good so much as it's super duper disturbing. Um, It's hard to get through. At one point in time, and I'll publish it on um, one of our Instagrams, uh, is uh, the official It's Kind of Spooky 31 Days of Halloween movie list. Uh, so be prepared for some shit you haven't seen on a movie list before, because me and Katie watch a bunch of um, international horror, which I want to book Parasite. It's not really horror, but I would say it's psychological thriller, and it won all four um, big nominations at the Oscars, so it's pretty good. 
there's also a bunch of other Korean drama, like South Korean horror that is real good. I just saw one the other night whose name escapes me because I, I don't know how to spell it, so I don't say it. Uh, but it's real good, and it delves into like shamanism in South Korea, uh, which is really interesting. Uh, and then my one of my personal favorites uh, coming out of South Korea, uh, I See the Devil. Ooh, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, uh, if you guys haven't seen it, it's about, he's essentially the South Korean version of, like, the CIA in Europe, right? Uh, he's, like, so he's a professional bat, uh, and his wife is a reporter, and uh, there's this active serial killer out, and he, he kills his wife, and the guy's just like, you know what, I, like, I understand that the police will eventually catch him. I understand that this isn't my job. But I literally am incapable of grieving the loss of my fiance, who was pregnant, uh, unless I personally like get a hold of this guy. And it's just this guy who you realize is incredibly scary and could very easily be a serial killer if he wanted to, mm-hmm. going after serial killers and just fucking people up. And it's real good. And I really recommend it. That's a good one. And then I feel really lame because my like the one that's I have been wanting to rewatch lately is really silly. It's it's like a really silly obscure one, but uh, Blood Creek. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that one? It's got it all, Charlie. Michael Fassbender plays like an undead Nazi. Henry Cavill plays an EMT with brother like family problems and drama. There, there's it's like a backwoods cult situation. Oh, it's weird, but I. I liked it. Like, I, yeah. I really enjoyed that one, actually. But so that that was, like, my most recent watch. Other That, like, Blood Creek and then Wolf Creek, which are two very different films, very different levels of um, palatability. Mm-hmm. Wolf Creek is rough. That's a hard one to get through. But, yeah, it's like, um, I think it's called The Interview or something like that, where it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's a Japanese businessman trying to find a wife. So Autopsy. You know, or, uh, sorry, The Audition. The Audition, yeah. And uh, he accidentally pisses off a, a fucking psychopath uh, who, like, hobbles him and cripples him. Yeah, it's pretty gnarly. Or, like, um, a... Fuck, now I don't remember it, but that song is the inspiration for uh, my Chemical Romance song from, I think it's their first or second album, and now I can't remember the name of the song. But just, there's your tidbit. That would have been a way more interesting trivia fact if I could have remembered the name of the song. <laughs> What kind of fangirl are you? Um, yeah, right. I I haven't done any hardcore fangirling over my Chemical Romance since high school. Mm-hmm. Doesn't do any good to fangirl over a band that's broken up. They got back together. Fucking world ended. Okay, so sorry. Sure. Now you can only just like live on through uh, Umbrella Academy. Yeah. But you haven't even seen. No, I haven't. Umbrella. I've read the comics, but. I still haven't seen the show. Shows you There's a lot of stuff I need. Actually, you were talking about new stuff on Netflix at the beginning of the month and stuff. And um, The Devil All the Time. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend it. Yeah, I was um, watching it the other day. Yeah, that's that's a good one. It's it's a little rough in places, but it's a good one. Um, mm-hmm. So thoroughly enjoy that one. Also, Race is really good. Uh, yes. It's your first... Like it's a good true crime. It's a pretty it's a pretty soft true crime entry via anime. A lot of uh anime when it, it goes off on uh, true crime mysteries or XY can be pretty like intense. But this is like pretty chill. It's it's still hella dark because it's about a child, but uh it's it's still 
real good. It has enough lighthearted and like feel good, and it, it deals with some pretty like intense topics. But it's still like there's a child abuse in it. There's a child murders, but like it's still pretty. It's still pretty good. Really recommend it. Um, you know what I'm gonna go rewatch? Well, the Ritual. You know what That's I a need solid you one. I really watch? like that one. What? I need you to watch Erased. Yeah, you do, because you've been telling me to watch it for like two weeks now, and I keep forgetting. Yeah. I didn't have time to do an outline for this episode. I do not have time to sit down and watch anything these days. So tonight I will sit down and try to watch something. I make no promises as to what. I think we both know that it's going to be a rerun of something. Mm -hmm. Whereas I, on the other hand, I'm going to go and try and find something decently scary to watch. Oh, well, I try not to yawn on a podcast. Yeah, super exciting. Okay, well, I think... Maybe you might have gotten enough to salvage out of this, you think? Maybe, I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, but yeah, so hey, thanks guys for uh, joining us while we transition into uh, some other topics for the rest of the year. Join us again next week when we talk about what I'm going to plan and try and do the research on are the Tech Arcana movies. Bye! Bye!